When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back to thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh, wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Oh, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Wake them up, get them up, get them going. If it's spring break, let them sleep in, for crying out loud. It's day two of their week off, and we got a lot to do. Busy Tuesday on the show of the people. Off we go. National Pie Day. That's right, 314, March 14th, as we have four hours of fun and conversation to talk NFL free agency, the flurry, the frenzy, as expected. A lot of teams very active yesterday. Cowboys not among them. Did lose one of their uh, free agents, so we'll dive into the National Football League. And yes, on the Aaron Rodgers front, all quiet on the Western front, but a lot of belief he's going to be ended up in New York City. We'll get you details day one with the legal tampering period opening. Also looking forward to the madness of March. College basketball and the play-in game start tonight. Longhorns, of course, uh, begin their play on Thursday. The former Longhorn head coach Chris Beard has landed in Ole Miss in Oxford. Details on that story coming as well. Uh, it's going to be a busy Tuesday to get you going. Appreciate you being there, wherever you find us. Maybe on 104.9 on the FM dial. Could be on the FM dial at 101.9 or AM 1260 or digitally take us wherever you go this spring break and all the time on your horn app always listen on your smart speaker at home or work and always we are streaming live and local and digital at hornfm.com good morning to soldiers at fort hood texas the soldiers in the state of texas and all those that fight for us each and every day thank you so very much for the great job that you do it is appreciated and we appreciate it each and every day be careful out there please be careful yeah rainy today rainy won't climb above 60 most likely uh, rain in the forecast throughout the uh, day i don't think anything super super heavy but no. It's kind of a uh, rainy day, uh, nicer tomorrow, rain again and possibly on Thursday, and then how about cold in the weekend? Yeah, how about cold this weekend? Cold in the mornings next week. In the 30s. What are we doing here? Supposed to be spring and sprung. We've One more sprung shot. Forward. One more shot. One more shot. Well, it's spring break for the, uh, for the people, but uh, we'll deal with it. We'll deal with the weather. We'll deal with the free agency. We'll deal with all of it with you. We appreciate you being there. T.Y. is through the glass. You are here, and it's the, uh, a Tuesday edition. How are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic, man. Doing good? Yes, I am. Ready for the madness? I am ready. Ready for uh, hoops and bracketology and brackets. Uh, we'll get to it. Longhorn's feeling pretty good about their situation. We'll uh, dive in and start uh, really digging in on Colgate and uh, the potential matchup with with Texas A&M in round two and obviously Penn State on the other side of that as well. you got to treat these things as uh, two-game tournaments. Don't worry about the big picture. Focus on what you can control, which is 
Colgate on Thursday. And then uh, if you can win that one, you got one more game to win, and you're off to the round of 16. But uh, start with 64, and they'll they'll get it from 68 down to 66 tonight, Buck, with a couple of play-in games oh, yeah. in the madness. And uh, we'll get a preview of those. Two more tomorrow night. And uh, it's going to be a busy, busy hoops stretch for sure. It's also a weird night on the fields of play here in baseball. We'll get you a weird story about the Longhorns opponent tonight. Also, Austin FC is going to play tonight out at uh, Q2 Stadium in the uh, second game of that CONCACAF Champions League final and tournament. And uh, that's got some weird circumstances as well. And it's also NFL free agent time. Let's get to the headlines, trending topics, get you caught up on all that's going on. It's uh, it's certainly a busy Tuesday morning. UBO Business Services brings it to you. We'll try to take all the NFL agreements that have been made here. The legal tampering period began yesterday at noon, and big splash made in Chicago. Bears had the most franchise or money under the salary cap, and they went to work with it. They have agreed to terms with the former Bills linebacker Tremaine Edmonds on a new four-year mega deal, as well as Eagles linebacker T.J. Edwards also made that trade over the weekend, so the Bears have been busy. Eagles have also lost defensive lineman Javon Hargrave. He was expected to be one of the top free agents sought, and he has reached a four-year mega deal with the San Francisco 49ers. Falcons are giving the Bengals Pro Bowl safety Jesse Bates a new four-year deal. Falcons very active yesterday. Cowboys not active at all. They did lose their first player in free agency with guard Connor McGovern reaching a three-year agreement in Buffalo. Meanwhile, one of the perceived targets of the Cowboys is not going to be a Cowboy. Steelers have reached an agreement with the Pro Bowl cornerback Patrick Peterson on a two-year deal. Former Vikings linebacker Eric Hendricks signing with the San Diego or San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, as for the big quarterback deals, league is still in a holding pattern with the Aaron Rodgers deal. It's believed he's uh, A-Rod's on his way to New York to be a Jet, but to this, this point, nothing official. Vegas Raiders have agreed to a three-year deal with Jimmy Garoppolo uh, from the 49ers. He was also drawing interest from the Houston Texans, but he's going to be a Raider. 49ers have reached agreement on a one-year deal with former Panthers quarterback Sam Darnold. Miami is giving... Uh, Former Jets quarterback Mike White, Mike White, a two-year deal. Texans have signed Case Keenum on a two-year deal. They've also reached a one-year agreement with former Longhorn Hassan Ridgeway. We will get you the very latest as it comes today. College basketball for just a second time in the program's history. The Longhorns have finished the regular season on the men's side in the top five of the final AP Top 25 poll of the season. They come in at number five behind only Alabama, Purdue, Houston, and Kansas. The 2022-23 Longhorns join only the 2002-2003 Horns, coached by Rick Barnes and led by T.J. Ford, who also finished in the top five. That team proceeded to make a run to the Final Four, where they lost to the eventual national champion Syracuse in the national semifinal. Rodney Terry's 26-8 Longhorns begin their tournament run this Thursday, 6-25, as the two-seed. In the Midwest region, they will face 15th-seeded Colgate in round one. Of course, you'll hear that game right here on the horn. Elsewhere in college basketball, as uh, expected, former Texas coach Chris Beard has landed a new head coaching gig just two months after he was fired here in Austin. Beard officially named the head basketball coach at Ole Miss yesterday. Beard fired, of course, at UT after he was arrested and accused of domestic violence back in December. A school at Ole Miss is going to introduce Beard at a press conference in Oxford this evening. Also tonight, Dishfalk Field, the Longhorn baseball team looking to extend their win streak to six. They're going to host the first of two midweek games with South Dakota State. Game one set for 6.30 tonight, 6.15 pregame here on the Horn down in San Marcos. Good college baseball game there. Texas State's going to host 11th-ranked TCU at Bobcat Ballpark. Q2 Stadium tonight. Austin FC will face Violet AC in the second leg of the CONCACAF Champions League tournament. Austin will also look to rebound from that awful performance in last Tuesday's matchup down in the Dominican Republic where they lost 3-0. The aggregate score scenario means to advance. Austin has to win by four goals or more 
to advance to the tonight. Uh, that match starts at 7 o'clock. Strange night of NBA finals, especially in Houston, where the lowly Rockets stunned the league-leading Celtics. 111-109, just their 16th win on the year. Mavericks play without both Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving, who are nursing injuries. They lost to Memphis, 104-88. Grizzlies, of course, playing without their young star, John Morant, whose leave of absence from that team does not appear to be coming to an end anytime soon. A report from ESPN that the 23-year-old has left Memphis for a counseling program in Florida. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right, busy desk, busy morning, free agent signings. Cowboys, as expected, doing very little. They like to sit back and watch everyone uh, spend their money. Cowboys don't have a lot to spend, but uh, Patrick Peterson was the guy they were eyeing. He's going to be a stealer. Looks like on a two-year deal. Played really well with your Minnesota Vikings last couple seasons. Went to the Pro Bowl last year. Cowboys need to upgrade that cornerback position opposite Trayvon Diggs. They so far have not done it. It's only, you know, 20 hours in. Yeah, it's, it just kind of started. Just kind of started. And yeah, yeah. The teams you thought would be active, who had a lot of cap space, who were bad, uh, did spend it. The Bears have been busy. Atlanta's been busy. Uh, Denver rebuilding their offensive line through the uh, the free agency period so far with two big signings. Uh, so we'll get to the uh, the highlights and obviously the the league waiting on the Aaron Rodgers situation. And shame on Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we say this all the time. I mean, what, what's going to change in 24 hours? You either Nothing. know or you don't. He already knows. Well, and he's holding the Jets. I mean, the Jets could be active in free agency right now. If he, if he, what if he decides, I don't want to come? Well, now you missed out on Jimmy Garoppolo. You weren't in on any of these other quarterbacks that are signing and agreeing to places. Now, none of these are official. Uh, we've seen this before with this new tampering period that – you know, players will change their mind, and they can agree to terms on a Monday, and then by Wednesday, when they can all become official, they can not do it. But and maybe that's what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. Maybe he doesn't want to get into an early deal, and all of a sudden, yeah, start bailing out on teams. Well, it's been a month and a half. I mean, or he's yeah, it, since he went into the darkness, he's known what he wanted to do. <laughs> no, no, what's what are we doing here? Yeah, what are we doing here? But uh, that's the uh, the first day flurry as anticipated. Yeah, and, if he's uh, not going with the Raiders, then he's going with the Jets. Well, yeah. Well, no, so he's not going to the Raiders. Raiders yeah. have signed Jimmy Garoppolo. They're, they've moved on. They're, that's their plan. He's going to, and, and we can debate whether Jimmy Garoppolo's an upgrade from Derek Carr. But that's, I like that plan. That's Josh McDaniel's plan. He's, and, of course, J- Josh McDaniel had Jimmy Garoppolo in New England when he was the offensive coordinator for Bill Belichick. So familiar with the player. Obviously didn't get along with Derek Carr for whatever reason. And so that's the switch there. So even Stidham said, I'm out of here. Yeah, Stidham's bolting. Well, so <laughs> I'm out of this place. He's got to you know, get a chance to, to play. But, yeah, everybody's waiting on Aaron Rodgers. Obviously the Lamar Jackson story, if someone's going to make a run at the uh, the – franchise-tagged quarterback of the Ravens. That hasn't come down yet. But, uh, you know, Texans were in on the Jimmy Garoppolo conversation, apparently, as kind of a bridge quarterback to whoever they draft in April. Uh, but he, of course, why wouldn't you choose to go start and, and run the Raiders offense with the league's leading rusher Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams and Darren Waller at tight end? And we've got pretty good weapons there. He will be the starter without question in Vegas. Houston's probably going to draft a quarterback, so they have signed Case Keenum. I don't know what any of this sure. means for Davis Mills. They're the quarterback the last two years. He's still there. Yeah, I thought that dude would be the backup. Now it looks like he's the third, and that means you're out. They're, well, if they're signing Case Keenum on a two-year deal, and then they're going to draft a quarterback, right. Davis Mills is likely out. Now, again, we don't know. Maybe Houston's not high on any of these quarterbacks. I don't know. feels like Houston's been tanking for two years to draft a quarterback. Now they the, have a chance to do so. have to assume they're going to take either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud with that second pick coming up in April. But early NFL results, we'll follow them as they come, and we'll get to the uh, the Longhorn basketball situation coming up. And, man, the, how about this tonight? I mentioned weird scenarios tonight. 
So the Texas baseball team is playing South Dakota State over at Dish Falk Field. It's going to be a chilly night. could be a rainy night tonight. Maybe South Dakota will uh, will feel feel good about themselves here, right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's kind of their kind of weather. But how about this? They come into this game tonight, Buck. They're 1-14. 1-14. and 14. One and 14. How'd they ever win one? Uh, but they have not played... They haven't played a uh, home game yet because, <laughs> I mean, they play in the Dakotas. They've played 15 road games to start their season. Yes, Sac- no. Sacramento. I mean, they've been all over. And this past weekend, they, they got swept by Texas State. So they're going to play the Longhorns tonight in a uh, in the first of two games. They're going to play tonight and tomorrow night. What is this, a sacrificial lamb group? I said South Dakota State. It's North Dakota State they're playing. North uh, Dakota lambs? North Dakota State, the bison. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they're 1-14. Four, and every game they've played has been all over the place. I mean, they've been everywhere. And so, yeah, they're going to play in Dishfalk Field tonight. Longhorns probably need to win that ball game tonight at 6.30. I'll be interested to see if LeBaron Johnson Jr. starts for the Longhorns on a Tuesday night. you got to feel like they're getting the young right-hander ready for conference play and maybe moving into the weekend rotation with that uh, high-end stuff that he's got. You know, he could overpower this North Dakota State team. But they did score a bunch of runs this past weekend down in San Marcos. The wind was blowing out. And then they lost all three games to Texas State, but they did put runs on the board. So that'll be kind of a weird one. One and fourteen. Longhorns looking to win six straight. They you know have two chances here ahead of a, a series this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then so at Austin FC tonight, Buck. Uh, we've told you they're playing in this Concacaf event, right? They've dropped out of and you know, alongside playing in their MLS games uh, because they finished in the top four last year. The standings in the MLS, they have qualified for this you know tournament of, of North America essentially. And last Tuesday, down in the Dominican Republic, they played a, a most of their backups and played terrible and lost to this Haitian team, Violet AC, three to nothing. So now they've got to win by four goals or more tonight, or they're out of the tournament. Well, here's the deal with the Haitian side. I mean, you think maybe four goals not a chance, but maybe they could. So the Haitian side uh, can't get all their players visas to play tonight. Okay, so they're. <laughs> They're ready to play at 7 o'clock tonight, but they can't bring a full team because some of their regular players can't get into the United States. Somebody's going to have to sign some contracts. So two players from FC Motown, a national premier soccer league side in Morristown, New Jersey, with ties to the Haitian club, are going to help fill in as... Morristown, New Jersey? Morristown, New Jersey. They're going to Jersey to find some Haitian players. I don't know. And they're going to be playing tonight. So this is a... So these guys are signing contracts on the fly. Yeah. Well, because they can't get their own players in through visas, whatever whatever's happening there, and so they can't field a whole team. So they're signing dudes that are already in the United States that have ties to the team. So this is an opportunity for Austin FC to make amends for last Tuesday night on their own pitch and maybe put a beat down on the Haitians. We call my boy Javier. He can get him in here. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't even. We're not able to get in visas. Come on now. And I don't know why the Longhorns are playing North Dakota State. What does that do? I mean, the, the Manhattan series in this one, this might hurt your overall RPI when it's all said and done because uh, they're not very good. Manhattan was a sweep for Texas and North Dakota State, but uh, they need some confidence. But uh, those will be your games tonight. Kind of mm. weird. Kind of weird. Playing a, a team from North Dakota that hadn't played a home game yet, and you're playing a Haitian side in soccer that are signing dudes from Motown. Looking Haitians. <laughs> Looking for Haitians. Wow. Just picking them up right off the, the street. Jersey. You, you going to this game tonight, Ty? You're a big soccer dude. Uh, I am not. Okay, you're not going to make that. I'm uh, I'm going to rest easy tonight. Rest easy. They got, a, they got a big week coming up. Yeah, well, they've got to play Houston this weekend in an actual MLS match uh, down there at the, in the H. 
is what they're going to do. So there you go. All right, so congrats to Rodney Terry and the Longhorns. They have finished the season in the top five, first time, second time in program history, as mentioned. The last team that finished in the top five, we also said, went to the Final Four. That was the T.J. Ford-led team in the early 2000s. And um, here they are. Now, the final AP poll, I just have to ask this question, Alabama, Purdue, Houston, and Kansas. Texas has beaten Kansas down each of the last two Saturdays. Can Texas get a little bit of pump? I mean, I guess. I don't mean, I guess the on-court stuff doesn't matter. You still have Kansas ranked ahead of Texas. I know in the seeding, that's for a big picture in the entire thing. But as far as best teams right now, isn't that what the AP poll is about? If you have a vote and you're a voter, doesn't really matter, but you probably could consider putting Texas ahead of Kansas, right? They've beaten them twice. For sure. By double digits. And really, the games haven't been close. Uh, but again, Texas five, Kansas four. But you know, I don't have a vote, so I don't get to vote on that. But uh, Rodney Terry's team feeling good, uh, getting ready for uh, the trip to Des Moines, Iowa. We're going to have a, a healthy Timmy Allen. Looks yeah. like healthy Timmy Allen. They it was precautionary, really, that he didn't play in the Big Twelve tournament. Uh, it's playing back to back games, three games in three days, and yeah, no, I mean that's you're as healthy as you you can expect to be at this time of year. If you're for Texas. sure, if he's back to full strength, yes, I think you're as confident as you've felt. You know, you've had some ups and downs, been a roller coaster, tough grind of a season, uh, with the hot start and then some some slower ports through the midday midway. But uh, as we said, this this basketball team, you know, feeling really good about where they are and uh, the opportunity to make a run uh, that begins on Thursday night. Do you have the Longhorns in your Final Four tie? Is that uh, where you are with your bracket? I have Houston. Ooh, what uh, what flipped you to that? Um, just overall, you know, the year. I mean, I, I realize Houston's lost one of their best players, but I just think they're a better basketball team even without him. But I haven't, I haven't submitted my official. No, yet. these are all just preliminary. Yeah, is Sasser out? Are they? They're just, they're just waiting. They're saying I the right imagine, things. I can't imagine that guy being ready on a Thursday to get out there and make cuts. I mean, he definitely won't play in the first game, right? Probably yeah, not. There's, there's really. Oh, we got to play a little bit to get at least. Well, on the one sixteen matchup, probably not. If you don't have to, right? You you could you can beat the sixteen with without him. But mm-hmm. you know, it's a growing injury, and uh, he went down, and you know, we've seen that injury before, and it's a quick quick twitch injury. Yeah, you stick him out there a against a, a pretty good team the second t- second game, and mm-hmm. he just makes one move. Well, that's the that all eyes will be on on Marcus Sasser. He is their best player. He's one of the best guards in the country. Um, you know, they're going to need his production here to make a run. But you know, it's, as we say, it's a, it's a it's a three weekend, two, three different tournaments over three weekends, yep. and you just have to survive in advance. So if you're Houston, you're you're not thinking big picture, just like Texas. You're thinking game one, sure, get us to game two, and then we'll we'll deal with with the injury. But if you can get through the first weekend, get him fully healthy, uh, that's when you're going to need Marcus Sasser. But yeah, he's obviously the two seed, the one seed there, uh, the key to the one seed in the Midwest. Texas, the two seed. Uh, right on that cut line. What are your, what are your, how's your bracket feeling over there? You feeling I will, good? I, well, because of Sasser, that's why I'll have Texas in that. You got Texas? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. Well, you tell me Sasser. If I see Sasser playing game two and he's running around and shooting jumpers and doing the things that he does, then. Right now you're expecting a historic run, though. For Texas? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, do. I, I mean, I, but I do expect for Timmy Allen to be that guy. I, I, I got a funny feeling they're going to start him. I mean, because you still should be able to beat Colgate with Timmy Allen starting. You know, we we're talking about him as a substitute guy coming in off the bench because of clogging up the middle. But they're not, they're going to go back to their normal lineup. 
We'll see. I got to believe, you know. Well, we'll see. I mean, again, everybody got to see it on uh, for three games in a row uh, all over the weekend, and it was the. Or you can mix and match it in that Colgate game anyway. Well, but I, I think, I mean, if you, as we talked about all day yesterday, if you was with, with when you have Dylan Mitchell, Dylan DeSue, and Timmy Allen on the floor together, which has been their starting lineup for most of the year. It's a, it was a completely different look and a more free-flowing offense than we sure. saw from Texas over three days in Kansas City. Yeah, the coaches see that. I think everybody had to see it. Wow. And you just wonder how they react. I mean, hey, well, let's, let's keep it going or let's, let's shift it in this way. But, but let's, let's not, not have all three of those guys on the floor at the same time if we don't have to. Well, the added it's not going to hurt is, uh, is Rice. It's not going to hurt him whether he starts or he comes off the bench. Sure. He's just good. He's just a player right now. No, he's uh, their most consistent player right yeah. now. So, yeah, you feel really good about that. But I, we'll see. We have, we, Rodney Terry, uh, I'm sure that's what they're doing right now is watching the film and, and you know discussing it among the team and the coaches of, okay, what's our, what's our best course of action? Also, you have to scout Colgate and figure out what they're all about. you got to know your opponent and what's going to be best against that team, the best three-point shooting team in the country. Uh, can't take any team lightly in this tournament. It's a single elimination situation, so uh, you got to be ready to play a team like they. If you don't come in with your defensive intensity, and that's really as I you know noted yesterday, that's been the key to this team. When they hold teams seventy two points and below, they're twenty five and zero this year. You can't let that team get loose and start knocking down three pointers. Um, your perimeter defense has to be on point. And fortunately for Texas, they've played against teams this year that feature the three point shot, like Baylor and. Uh, Iowa State's a big-time three-point shooting team that likes to spread you out. So they've seen all that through the rigors of the Big 12. But Colgate, you know, the best by percentage three-point shooting team in the country. you got to be on point with your perimeter defense. And they got a big 6'10 kid down low as their leading scorer, so you can kind of figure out what they do. They spread the floor around this guy. Uh, he kind of runs a, a point center kind of thing. and they Get it back out. out to the three-pointers. Yeah, kick it out to three-point shooters, and uh, that's got to be your matchup. So that's, you know, you got to figure out, you know, Dylan DeSue, you can keep Dylan DeSue playing to the level he is, most outstanding player at the Big 12 tournament. Uh, he's got to be feeling really confident where he's at. Uh, Christian Bishop played really well coming off the bench for him, so you are you feel good about your bigs. Uh, you're feeling really good about your two freshmen and Dylan Mitchell and Arterio Moore. They played really well in Kansas City. Really, everybody on the team played really well in Kansas City, and that's can you carry that momentum right into Des Moines and and just keep playing with that confidence. And you know, however, Timmy Allen is a part of the team. You know he's going to be. You just work him in in the in the right places that fits what you need to do. That's right. But uh, we'll see. So uh, congrats to Rodney Terry. History only the second time they finished in the top five at number five. And yeah, five o'clock today will be the uh, press conference where they'll introduce Chris Beard as the new head coach at Ole Miss. Obviously, there'll be a lot of questions, and uh, it'll be the first time we've heard from the former Texas coach now outside of a statement or two here and there, but uh, actually hearing from the coach. And, you know, Ole Miss believes that uh, they found their coach to take them out of the basement of the SEC, and uh, two months later uh, he's landing back in the Southeastern Conference coaching basketball. Five o'clock tonight in Oxford is the uh, the press conference. Yeah, they will they will announce that today. They're, they're very fortunate. I mean, they're getting a, a pretty good coach, and they vetted him and everything else. You know, that's – that's number one with them. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's there. There are going to be questions, and and we again we haven't. He hasn't had a, a public appearance as far as talking and talking through his side of what went on December the twelfth and uh, his thoughts on how it ended at Texas. And I'm sure he'll be asked all of those things tonight. And obviously, a lot of it's going to be look. We're turning the page. We're going to absolutely the new gig. And uh, but he'll be asked, and uh, you have to right because there's still people. How's your How's your Ole Miss graduate girlfriend feeling these days about uh, the Chris Beard hire? Uh, she got back in town late last night. I I didn't have a chance to 
go over the, the, the move with her, but I'm sure she's not too happy about it. But knowing her as an Ole Miss fan, she'll probably buy in here in, in a few hours. <laughs> Very quickly. Yeah. They took Delane Kiffin pretty quick on the football side of things. Yeah, they did. Too, right? Uh, but, yeah, that's that's the basketball. That's the football. we got uh, games tonight. And, yeah, we got a lot to do. It's a Tuesday. Be ready. Grab your umbrella. I know it's spring break, but uh, rain is going to be in the forecast through your drive time and throughout the day today, so be ready for that. We're just getting warmed up here on B&E Tuesday edition, 314. So, yeah, it's National Pie Day, the uh, 3.14 day for the science geeks out there, but uh, uh, we can have some fun with that as well. So it's going to be a good Tuesday. I'm glad you're with us, wherever you're finding us, on the show of the people on 104.9, 1019, AM 1260, streaming on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mornings with Bucky and Aaron. Beginning on a Tuesday, it's uh, going to be a wet Tuesday today, it appears. Yesterday was lovely, cooler, but uh, wet stuff in the forecast today. A uh, lot going on. We're keeping an eye on the NFL free agent ticker, which continues to tick. If you're a Cowboys fan, you kind of have come gotten used to the Cowboys kind of sitting out the first week of free agency and watching everything happen. That's, again, been their case here in the first 20-so hours of what's going on. They are watching... Their chief rival in the NFC East get picked apart pretty good. The Philadelphia Eagles have lost some key guys uh, coming off that team that ran to the Super Bowl and then uh, and let, let the Chiefs get, get get the win there. Uh, but now they're losing key guys, as expected. They're a very talented team, but uh, with the salary cap situation, they've lost uh, already yesterday. Defensive lineman Javon Hargrave uh, is going to San Francisco. How about the Niners? They already have a real good defense, and they had a nice piece there. That, that, that might be the most impactful player on the free agent market, non-quarterback. Uh, Andre Dillard, their offensive tackle, he was a kind of a swing player for them. He's moving, moving on. Their productive linebacker, T.J. Edwards, went to the Bears. Marcus Epps, the safety, moving on to greener pastures, and that's the. There could be more uh, because they have a lot of free agents, including uh, at corner yeah, and the at Bears safety. Got, Bears got a chance to really mop up right now. And just kind of remake their team, right? For they, sure. They can do it with the draft capital, and then they can do it through free agency and you know bringing in veteran, experienced players because that Bears team was was not real good. No. And, uh, you know, they remember they traded Roquan Smith, the Bears, last year. And that year. hurt them a lot. That was leadership and a, the ability to to get to the ball. I mean, he was just flat out good. He was good. and and But, you know, kind of see with the new re, new regime in Chicago, they trade Roquan Smith, they acquire a second-round pick for him, and then they sign Tremaine Edmonds from the Bills, which replaces Roquan Smith, the linebacker. They also bring in T.J. Edwards from the Eagles, So the, and they now have a, a, an extra second-round draft pick to draft a young player uh, Chicago remaking that entire roster. And we talked about with the trade that they made over the weekend, giving up the number one overall pick with Carolina to add D.J. Moore, a 25-year-old wide receiver, to go with Chase Claypool, to go with their young quarterback, Justin Fields. They also have Khalil Her- Herbert, a young running back, and a young tight end in Cole Komet. Uh, they were obviously trying to build around their QB, and now they've got draft capital, and they've been busy in the first 20-so hours of the uh, free agent period. Um, and down in Houston, the Texans uh, are busy, and not as not surprising with D'Amico Ryan's in as the coach. 
you head coach now. You kind of figured he'd try to bring in some former players from his team in San Francisco. And Jimmy Ward, the defensive back who wore number one, had the big interception against mm-hmm. the Cowboys in the NFC playoff game. Really productive player. He's going to Houston to join D'Amico Ryans. He's he's earning his early 30s, 31 years old. He was the most tenured player on the 49ers team. Do they have enough guys in their secondary? Yeah, now? he's a big physical guy, but he's you know he's up there and he's thirty one now. But uh, going to go join D'Amico Ryan's to bring some leadership there. They've also signed the former you know lifetime Longhorn Hassan Hassan Ridgeway, mm-hmm. who was in San Francisco last year as part of that defensive line rotation. You know you know who's going to get paid on this free agent market? Buck speaking of Longhorns is Charles Amenahu. Sure, Charles Amenahu is on that deep Forty ers defensive line, and he's also uh, looking for a deal. So we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah, but the Texans have also. If you missed it over the weekend, they, they they agreed to terms ahead of everything with Robert Woods, the wide receiver. Uh, he's likely to replace Brandon Cooks, who's going to be traded at some point coming up. But Robert Woods is going to be a Texan. Jimmy Ward's a veteran. Case Keenum is a veteran player. Um, you know, they signed Chase Winovich. So you can kind of see what D'Amico Ryans is doing. It's a very young team, and they're going to get younger when they get to this draft and draft 11 or 12 rookies. So you want to bring in some veteran players to – you know, kind of lead the locker room for a first-year head coach, and that's kind of what I feel like the Texans are doing. None of those guys are, you know, oh, no. all pro players, but they're veteran, been around this league. Uh, Andrew Beck, the former uh, Longhorn, he is also signed with the Texans on a two-year deal. It's really a one-year deal, but uh, he's there, the fullback slash H-back. Used to play with the Longhorns. He's coming to Houston as well. So Houston's been active, Bears, Falcons, um Denver Broncos signed a couple of offensive linemen yesterday. Waiting on the quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G. Jimmy G, the only uh, big-name quarterback that's going to be a starter to go. Because Sam Darnold signed with the 49ers. Oh, yeah. He'll, he's there to, to be behind Trey Lance and then be there until, I guess, Brock Purdy gets healthy, right? I would think San so, yeah. Yeah. So then those are the deals getting done around the National Football League. Now, Dallas losing their guard, right? Yeah, Connor McGovern to the Bills. Um, kind of like last year with Connor Williams moving to the Dolphins. Uh, I'll say this for the Cowboys. It, it's fine if you don't think those guys are worth the money that the Bills are going to pay them. But the Cowboys are getting really thin on their offensive line. I mean, they're, they're, this, this, uh, this depth that they've drafted is now moving on through free agency. Do they feel like they can get another guy in the draft because they've made some good decisions in the draft. So, Well, I just – the Cowboys only have like seven draft picks. I mean, you, can, you can't you, – I mean, it's one of those things where you – right now the Cowboys starting offensive line, Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, the rookie from last year. Their center is Tyler Biotish, Zach Martin, and Terrence Steele. But they have to still have to sign oh, no, Terrence still Steele. still two other guys, yeah. But, the, but if you look at the, the depth chart, there's not much behind those guys. Right now, I mean, uh, they're letting those guys move on, and so your depth, you know, you're going to take some injuries, uh, and you know, we talk about the Cowboys in the first round and the second round. I mean, you can only fill so many holes with your draft picks, and oh, you need to fill the hole where the quarterback needs to have some guys, but somebody has to block for the quarterback. Yeah, Cowboys will get in because they're going to run the ball. Let's not forget what they're trying to do. Mike McCarthy, we're going to run the ball. Well, could the plan be to have Jason Peters start at one of those? Guard positions. Are they going to bring him back? I mean, they have to. I mean, that was a one-year deal. Jason Peter have a who was what's the rookie's name? Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith. Yeah. Well, right now he'd be penciled in a left left guard because everything Jerry Jones has said is it's Tyron Smith's going to play left tackle, and his you know until he's hurt, you know until he gets hurt, and the, yeah that. So then when the Tyron Smith gets hurt, you got to move Tyler Smith to tackle. Who right. plays guard now? But again, it's brand new and a free agent. They'll sign sure. some veteran They'll players. Smarter, yeah. They'll draft some guys, but uh, you know the Cowboys. You know Connor McGovern. 
out. He played played a lot of football for the Cowboys last year. So, uh, by the way, the Cowboys, <laughs> Gleason Vegas, are the betting favorite to land three veteran players. Julio Jones, Gosh. Cowboys are two to one favorite over the Chiefs. Odell Beckham Jr., Cowboys are two to one favorite in Vegas over the Bills. And Patrick Peterson, Cowboys were three to two favorites, but he's in Pittsburgh now. And Vegas had that dead wrong because in Vegas yesterday you could have bet on a bunch of teams and they didn't have the Steelers listed as one of them. No. And now Patrick Peterson has uh, inked a deal or agreed to a deal with uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers to join that secondary for Mike Tomlin. I still so. believe what we heard yesterday from somebody in the Blitz that Odell Beckham Jr. is still going, will be, end up back with the Giants. Think so? Yeah, I, I think he'll go. I, I think their coach will figure him out a little bit. I get they'll come to an agreement on how to – act in New York for the second time around, and their quarterback can use it because they have nothing going on wide receiver there. And they're bringing Sterling Shepard back, a guy oh that goodness. just can't stay healthy. Sterling Shepard been there since the day he was born? Well, he played at Oklahoma, if you remember. But, yeah, since he left Oklahoma, he's been with the Giants. But he oft-injured wide yes. receiver. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, they need weapons for Daniel Jones. If you're going to pay Daniel Jones, That's right. I'm going to talk about Dak Prescott. If you're going to pay that, that quarterback what you're paying that quarterback now and your franchise tagging Saquon Barkley – you're like the Cowboys now. You're heavily invested at quarterback and running back. Better give um, them some weapons. you got to put some people around it to throw to. And, um, yeah, so we'll see. Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, is one of those top receivers that people are looking at. There's been talk of DeAndre Hopkins. It's funny because both the Cowboys and the Giants have been linked to the DeAndre Hopkins conversation, who the Arizona Cardinals are likely to trade here this offseason. Uh, so those you know, two division rivals could be in the, in the battle to land DeAndre and as I asked you guys, would you rather have DeAndre Hopkins or Odell Beckham Jr.? DeAndre Hopkins, for Think sure. Think so? Yes. Yeah. Despite the uh, drug suspension from a year ago, the steroid PED. He's just doing it to help gamer. the team. He's just doing it to help hey, the team. that's over. That's a new year. Yeah, hey, he was trying to, he's trying to get back to the team. Turn the page. Right? Turn the page. Yeah, OBJ, DeAndre, Nuke Hopkins could be a Cowboy. But again, a lot of players could be a Cowboy. We thought Patrick Peterson was going to be a target, and he's already in Pittsburgh, so... That's not going to happen. I'm glad they Julio didn't Julio Jones, him. that doesn't do anything for you, right, Julio Jones? No, and neither did Patrick Peterson, really, for me. I know he played okay with I, – I mean, he's just you, – they need to get a guy that's going to be there for a couple of years. They don't need an old dude that may last one more year. Well, that's who they're talking to. I mean, that's I know. Who, that's what we're talking about here. Now, look, Patrick Peterson was a very productive player last year in Minnesota. He, you know, he left Arizona and then went to Minnesota with the Vikings, and he was a good player. I mean, he went to they the Pro had no Bowl. no pass rush. They, somebody had to be good for them. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right about that. Uh, that defense was not good. No. And uh, that's – you saw them play the – we just talked about them playing the Giants in that playoff game last year in the NFC, and the Giants shredded them uh, on offense, and that's why they fired their defensive coordinator, and they're likely to add some pieces. But Patrick Peterson to Pittsburgh. Yeah, somebody texted the uh, – yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo is the only big-name quarterback that has agreed to a deal, as far as big big-name meaning guys who are going to go in and start. Uh, for a football team. I think everything else you've seen so far are backup quarterbacks. Uh, you know, Case Keenum in Houston, Sam Darnold in San Francisco, Mike White. You know, Mike White was a pretty good player for the New York Jets this year when the Zach Wilson experiment went bad, and Mike White came in and won some games for them. He's going to Miami. We were wondering who's going to back up in the Dol- for the Dolphins. When, when the, Tua goes down. When Tua gets hurt. Well, Mike White is the answer to that question. Coming in from the Jets, and obviously Jimmy Garoppolo is going to Vegas, and he will start there. I mean, he's going to be the starting quarterback for Josh McDaniels, his former coach in uh, New England. And everybody's just waiting on uh, what was the movie getting all the awards the other night? All all's quiet on the Western Front. Uh, all's quiet on the Aaron Rodgers front. But 
It was weird. Yesterday, midday, Trey Wingo. You know Trey Wingo? Mm-hmm. ESPN, host Sunday NFL Countdown or whatever, or whatever shows he does. Uh, he had a tweet that said the Aaron Rodgers deal is done, essentially. He got sheftered. Yeah, I think he got sheftered. And then, well, then there was a tweet from Garrett Wilson, uh, the former Lake Travis Cavalier, where he was like, man, can't take the smile off my face. Brees Hall yeah. had a tweet, like almost like within the building, or at least within the team, there was a running thought that the deal's done. And there are people who believe the deal's done with Aaron Rodgers, that it's just they're dotting I's and crossing T's, and Aaron Rodgers is whatever, <laughs> all quiet, nothing official. Would it not be the most Jets thing ever for him just to retire? Yeah. Well, oh, my gosh. not to have a quarterback at all. That would be it for them. Well, it would be such a Jets thing because you've let this guy, this who's had a month and a half to decide what he wants to do with his career, the, the Packers have made it clear they're done with it, and they're moving on to Jordan Love, and the, the Jets are his only option. But, yes, if, if Aaron Rodgers says, you know what? I woke up this morning and I want to retire. I'm I just done. woke up. I didn't feel right. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, that would be Aaron. That would be Aaron Rodgers. Well, and the right. reason it would be the most Jets thing ever is the Jets have sat out the first day of free agency and let a lot of good players sign, including Jimmy Garoppolo, who they probably would have been in on. They passed on Derek Carr, who's going to Lamar New Jackson. They would have to be all in on. Well, they Lamar would. Jackson they would probably point. have to double back on Lamar Jackson. At they that would, point. wouldn't they? Yeah, and it might be the best thing for him anyhow. A big, 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 you know, big, big picture. Twenty-six-year-old quarterback. Uh, with, with all those, those receivers, we- those I weapons, know. yeah. I mean, uh, so we'll we'll obviously follow that, but uh, that's where we are. We're what twenty nineteen twenty hours into the conversation, but uh, we'll reset it coming up. Yeah, Atlanta, Chicago, big being the big Arizona. Seriously, Julio Jones, yeah. Julio hasn't retired. This should be it. I don't buy Julio. Well, well, he got bills to pay or something. That guy could have collect- should have collected a lot of money in his, you know, twenty five seasons in the NFL. Well, now you're, you remember you're trying to, you were trying to retire Larry Fitzgerald for a long time, and he kept catching balls. There's no reason for him to continue <laughs> to play. He has not looked good the past two years. Well, he was there with Tom Brady. He is 34 years old now, Julio Jones. 34. Speaking of that group, they don't, don't have a quarterback either in, ta- in Tampa. What's that? Who's ta- who's going to be the quarterback in Tampa? Please, Kyle don't. Trask. Come on, man. Well, we told you yesterday. The that big, guy the is big not going to be the is, quarterback uh, there. Well, they, he was a second round pick. You take a guy in the second round, you, you you have a high opinion of him. You don't those those day one picks, day two picks. You're, you're expecting them to develop, but the name is Baker Mayfield. We told you that yesterday that Tampa Bay is the apparently the leading suitor for Baker Mayfield uh, to come in. But as you said, is Matt Stafford going to get traded from the Rams, which would open up the Rams' job for Baker Mayfield? I don't know that one. That whole Matt Stafford thing. I thought they were comfortable with Baker last year. They had a couple of good games for the Rams, but, right? But when healthy, Matt Stafford is their starter, unless they trade Matt yeah. Stafford. Um, you know, Matt Stafford is uh, their Super Bowl winning QB. So that one needs to play out. But yeah, Tampa could turn to Baker Mayfield to compete with Kyle Trask. Uh, those... And we're talking about a neck with Stafford. We're talking about a real injury that looks didn't look good last year when he tried to come back. I mean, his arm was not strong. Well, remember he had the arm issue to start the season. Well, it's hard. When you push people off the stage, you extend oh, that arm geez, and extend that elbow. Here we go. Hurt that elbow. Never happened that way. We'll be back. We will pick up the uh, b and facts of the day, talking Texas hoops history for Rodney Terry and the Longhorns, as uh, was made yesterday. We'll get you details on that front. Also getting you into your Tuesday. It's uh, Craig Way with the Craig Way Report. It's time for the Craig Way Sports Report. Now, here's Craig Way. What does it take to move a college basketball team from its home base to its NCAA tournament site? 
Well, look, the University of Texas longtime equipment manager, Rob Lazar, who joined us yesterday on Light the Tower on the Horn 1049 and AM 1260, it actually means driving a large U-Haul truck from Austin to Des Moines, Iowa, just to take the basketball team's show on the road. I'm bringing, um, you know, printers, office supplies, you know, anything and everything that the coaches are going to need to use to turn out for scouting reports. Um, and then work on down. I've got, you know, Warren's basically training room. Uh, anything that he uses for the guys to get healthy, uh, that at BBR is on the back of the truck and rolling with us. And then from our standpoint, well, even Sam's standpoint with nutrition, I've got uh, 30 cases of Gatorade, 30 cases of water, uh, shakes, uh, snacks, you name it. I mean, you see it when we're on the road. And then for us in the equipment room, um, I've got three of my six practice loops with us. I've got uh, extra balls for when we practice off-site that's not provided. I've got weight room equipment with John Riley. So basically, you know, Whatever I could fit into the truck that was over at DBR is in the truck going to Des Moines. Rob is driving that truck to Des Moines right now, even as you hear this, and he didn't even tell you about all of the shoes he has to bring for the team. That and more from Rob Lazar coming away this afternoon. In our next report, I'm Craig Way. B and E on a Tuesday. Spring break continues. Yeah, Longhorn football enjoying the spring break. No practice this week for Steve Sarkeesian and the Horns. And our coaches corner next hour. We'll take a walk down uh, your memory lane, Buck. You were a football player in college at Boston College and took a spring break trip or two, didn't you? Didn't yeah, you? yeah. Most of it was hitchhiking back to Pennsylvania. Then you made a trip down the, to, a, to, to the the, uh, the Dong of America, Florida, one time. Florida, yes, Fort Lauderdale, with a night stay at. In Daytona, in Daytona, <laughs> on the beach. And think any Longhorns off. are going to be headed to the uh, to the beach, the coastals? Oh my goodness! Coastal yes. environs, absolutely. You know, that's what you you even told me when you got down to Miami. You made a run over to there near Miami. You made a run over to the high school so you get your get my pump lift, in, get your pump in, get your weightlifting in. I had to get your weightlifting. Because you know, in Ty, this. these guys are looking good. They've been in the weight room winter workouts. They want to get to the beach and get their shirt off and show the muscles. St. Thomas Aquinas. That's how you do that. Got to get the blood flowing. Yeah, man. Got to get the pump on. Hey, look, uh, B&E facts of the day, including, how about this, another ESPN talking head expert has uh, picked the Longhorns to be in the Final Four. Let's hear this from uh, from uh, Seth Greenberg. Seth Greenberg, the former basketball coach, does a good job analyzing college basketball. He, too, has the Longhorns in the Final Four. Who should I put in the Final Four? Who's yours? I've got Alabama, Duke, Texas, and UConn. And Alabama, the most talented team. Duke was on nine in a row in the way they're defending right now and their length and athleticism. Texas won the Big 12. They won it without Timmy Allen. He should be back for the NCAA tournament. Uh, their backcourt play is experienced. They got six seniors and then UConn. UConn dominates the glass. They've got to get good point guard play. Tristan Newton's got to play well, but Adama Sinoco's a problem. And Jordan Hawkins is a big-time three-point shooter. That's my Final Four. There you go. Uh, Texas with all the experience. UConn. Uh, Jay Billis has UConn winning the whole dang thing with that front line. Yeah. I mean, you got to pick somebody, I guess. You know, a lot yeah. of people like Alabama. How about he's got Duke in there? We talked about Duke as a five seed. The five seed 
Nobody wants to play there in that bracket with Purdue in the East. Does UCLA have any chance yeah. with the veterans they have on their team? They have like six dudes, a six-man rotation. Six yeah, yeah they're, like, they're all seniors, right? Yeah, they're veteran yeah, players. Has still. Yeah, they, they've made some runs. Tiger, forgot his last name. Uh, but by the way, as the teams who— A little guard, Tiger. Teams like the Longhorns who have made this tournament and are getting ready for the field of 68. Yesterday, how about the—speaking of B&E facts of the day, according to Jeff Goodman of Stadium.com— 173 players entered the transfer portal in college basketball yesterday. 173. That's a new league record. <laughs> the players whose teams didn't make the field and maybe aren't happy, they're into the portal, uh, including the, the kid Lampkin at TCU. There's some players out of Texas Tech that have jumped into the portal immediately with the Mark Adams situation. So, yes, I mean, we know this Texas team that's going to have a chance to play into the Final Four, at least you just heard Seth Greenberg say so. Uh, largely built through the transfer portal <laughs> by Chris Beard. And most of their guys are going to be gone. Yeah. I mean, with six seniors, he just said it. This is the third oldest team in college basketball. That's one of the things you love about this team is the veterans. But that leads back to the elephant in the room question about Rodney Terry in the future. As Chris Beard is introduced as the new coach at Ole Miss, it's hard not to think you're going to give the job to Rodney Terry. But, you know, the, the team and the roster was built through the vision of Chris Beard. So, yeah, and you're going to lose six of those guys at least. And uh, at least Brock Cunningham's coming back. To play year seven. At least you got that. The former Westlake Chaparral. That guy was in high school with you, Ty. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird to play it. The heck? No, he's a good player. Good leader. But yeah, Serge Barry Rice, Timmy Allen, Marcus Carr, Christian Bishop. I mean, uh, these are. Does Dylan DeSue have another year? Uh, yes, if he wants to come if back. He, wants he participated it. in Senior Day. Oh, he did uh, this year, but uh, he said uh-huh. it was, that had no impact on him I mean, coming the, back. He just wanted to go through it. I mean, the, 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 got a lot to play for now, but the future would be Tyrese Hunter, Dylan Mitchell, Arterio Morris, the recruiting class, mm-hmm. and then yeah, then you hit the portal. <laughs> I mean, that's what they did here. I mean, the uh, you know four significant players on this group of, of uh, rotation players that came through the portal. So yeah, the portal. 173 players just yesterday. Into the portal. That is crazy. Wow. Also, USA, USA. Long uh, USA beat uh, Canada last night at the uh, World Baseball Classic. Mike Trout hit a home run. They mercy ruled those fools. What that? Yeah. Take that, Canada. We'll be back. B&E on 104.9, 1019 AM 1260. We're streaming. You know that. Take us wherever you go this spring break with your Horn app, your smart speaker, and at hornfm.com.